0: Welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sports Cast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me, as always, is Craig. And we're coming off the bye. It was actually a little bit nice to get a little bit of a break. If you weren't around for the last episode, we were kind of get, regathering ourselves. Uh, The team appreciates the bye week. It's always good to have a bye week in there for them to recoup, recover, and take a look further on in the season. And for us, we had technical difficulties, which we believe have been overcome. The internet has been improved. My laptop power cord crapped out on me. We have a new one. So fingers crossed that we have no more issues like that moving forward. We can rebuild it. (laughs) We will rebuild it. If you build it, they will come.
1: Um, Right. Yeah, I don't know what's happening there. Just bad timing, but uh, we're up and ready to go. So, yeah, yeah, it's a little strange.
0: Yeah, well, kind of good timing then, though, because, I mean, usually we do um, extra episodes during the bye week, maybe just kind of discuss some things here or there, but it gave us the opportunity to take a little bit of a break to fix all that but we are back at it we're here and it is michigan state week i don't think that comes as news to anyone because if you are a michigan football fan that should be um easy and simple knowledge for anyone to realize that it is beat state week so we have plenty to talk about right craig
1: we do i mean is it is it that Big of a deal where you're at. I know you're you're up north from me, so because I'm in you know if anybody doesn't know I'm right, I'm pretty much ten minutes from East Lansing and Michigan State, and it's heated here where I'm at. It's pretty bad. Oh, but, yeah, where is, okay. but where is where is it where you're at? Is it like
0: bad? It, uh, it, it would depend on where you are and where you work. It can get bad here. But for me, I ran out all the Michigan State fans from my job. Good job. I made them all quit. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Actually, I forced one into retirement. <laughs> but no, they uh, there were a couple Michigan State fans, but they uh, they did indeed. Ah, uh, well, actually, no. I think there's one more uh, MSU graduate, but you know, some graduates aren't really fans, so. But yeah, no no real big Michigan state football fan. So I'm I'm kind of have a safe haven at my work. But yeah, you've got plenty of them around town and everything. There's actually something um going on Thursday. Here's t- today tonight's Tuesday still cuz it's not midnight. Um Thursday there is a tailgate kind of a thing uh evening uh-huh. tailgate um for young professionals yeah. that I help uh work with the It's not an organization. It's a group. But I'm going to try to make it to that just to see because I've never been to it before and I don't know the atmosphere. But that would be really interesting and kind of really telling to see how many of each group shows up. But if I make it to that, I'll definitely give a report afterwards.
1: Yeah, that'll be cool. That'll be a lot of fun. But, yeah, it's getting heated here. Here in... East Lansing getting, uh, people are getting fired up and man, I'm telling you, man, Michigan state, the fans are coming out. They're trolling and they're talking a lot of smack. So.
0: Yeah. They've got, they've got a lot of smack talk to, uh, well, yeah. up After that Notre Dame game. So.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I think they're getting off a little bit of high of beating Iowa and Iowa looking not so good. So.
0: Yeah. Well, we we definitely have numbers and things to discuss for that, so we will get into it. I have this long – I I feel good I was able to get uh, some more research in, and especially it helped the in the bye, the mm-hmm. bye week, uh, be able to get a good list of numbers and things for comparisons here. But this is a show by the fans for the fans, and so we always use our voicemail system. And once again this week we have some calls which we definitely do not want to miss. So let us go ahead and jump right into that. We've got a few voicemails here, and let's get them going.
2: Hey, guys, it's Kirby. How's it going? Uh, Checking in for the Michigan State pregame show. Um, uh, I like Michigan as the better team in in this game. Um, I'm actually very excited. Uh, I'm actually going to be at the game. Uh, I was able to get a ticket, and I'm driving up from Coastal Delaware Saturday morning. And I uh, can't wait to meet you guys. Hopefully, um, like I was saying, I think Michigan's a better team. I think that it's going to be a little bit extra. A little bit extra after each play, A little, you know, extra talking, extra jabs, extra, extra pushing and shoving and tugging. Um, I think, I think the better, the team that runs the ball better is going to win. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know that Harbaugh is going to open up the playbook more than he needs to. I think he's going to use the plays that John O'Corn is going to be able to, the michigan state with um if that makes any sense so look forward to saturday uh, this week cannot go fast enough for me and i think that's making it go slower but uh yeah that's it for me go blue
0: all right thanks kirby another voicemail from him always appreciate it um, yeah, interesting uh, Interesting point. I'll jump into that real quick, too, on where he was saying that the team that has the more success running, he thinks, is going to be uh, winning. And actually, the running game can be very important for uh, this rivalry. Oh, man. I had numbers on it before, but I think it's been for several years running or something where it was something like five out of the last six years, whichever team had the most rushing yards won the game.
1: Right. Yep. Yep. Exactly.
0: Uh, So So, yeah, that can be very important. And a number that I saw thrown out there, I can't remember who said it, but a little factoid or whatever you might want to call it. Whenever Michigan runs for over a hundred yards, they are undefeated under Jim Harbaugh.
1: Right. So they're going to probably put a kibosh on that. But, you know, Kirby was right. I mean, I, I in a way, agree. If you think about that, that's kind of where it's going to come down to, is that offensive line, if they can block, and whether uh, running backs can do really, really well. Um, and a little insight on w- what Kirby was saying is he, he he's such an insightful guy. In fact, cause he's got a lot of family. In fact, some of his family is is part of Michigan football. So the guy knows a lot and what he's talking about. So it's really good to hear somebody who has insight like that, who actually has had family members who's been on the Michigan football in the past. So that's pretty cool. So, um but yeah, that is a really good point by him. And, you know, uh, it's something we're going to have to really uh, think about when, when it comes to Michigan state and their running game. So, but um yeah, but we're, but we're going to get into numbers here in a little bit. So,
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, to say, I, I, we don't have 100% confirmation yet on if we will be there Saturday. I want to say that we'll be there. I don't know if we're going to be in the game. There, there are still some moving pieces. So we cannot confirm or deny at this time that the Blue Brothers Sportscast will be present at the big house for the game. Right. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we will, uh, I mean, he's on social media. So once we know anything, we'll definitely be posting things on there. But uh, we have hopes to be there, too, on Saturday. And so, yes, if we are there, Kirby, uh, we will have to uh, find out where you are at. So, uh, But we do have the other voicemail here I uh, want to get to before moving on. And here we go.
3: Fellas, fellas, y'all know who this is. Y'all know what time it is, man. As we proceed, FDB, Stephen Durant-Brown, listen. I'm I'm looking at Twitter, man. I'm pretty sure you all are laughing, too, because these Michigan State fans come out of nowhere. I mean, they really do when it's Michigan week. (laughs) Forget Notre Dame put the beating, you know, of the year on them. I mean, it's Notre Dame, man. Like, I mean, that offense, come on, man, like for real, Notre Dame. So, now they want to go talk about Michigan, how Michigan got this inexperienced quarterback. And, uh, you know, they one and one against Antonio. We all know. I Honestly, I forgot the punter's name a few years ago. It, it, I, it, I don't know what his name was, but that's here nor there. But these Michigan State fans really forgot their place. And it's sad when you just see somebody park a car on the train tracks and you can tell them the train is coming. But they just like, no, it's not going to hit me. You hear the sound, you see the train, but the person is like, no, I'm cool. It's not going to hit me. that train is coming, y'all, in Ann Arbor. That choo-choo train is coming for them. They just don't want to listen. But, you know, some people are grunting for punishment. You you just got to whoop them. That's what they're used to. And Michigan State has happily volunteered to catch a whooping this week. I don't know who that quarterback is. I think his name is Lewerke, whatever his name is. But he's gonna be running for his dear life. Like, that's gonna, that's somebody's child that's gonna get whooped out there, man. And for real. I mean, Devin Bush, man. Rashawn Chase Winter, Oh man. Man, it's gonna be bad. I mean, it is what it is. You got, you got some receivers coming, so you know they're gonna air it out. You know, I don't know if they got anybody to deal with Gentry or McKeon or anybody. Wheatley, join, I mean, Eubanks. I mean, man, it's gonna get bad for Sparty, so. All you Michigan State fans, don't say you didn't get warned because all the talking you did, you're, you're not even relevant anymore. You had the time when we had Rich Fraud and Brady joke. The time is over. It is what it is. Coach Harbaugh is about to take over the state, and he's going to put it on deadbolt. All the top recruits are going to want to come to Ann Arbor and not East Lansing, man. Like, I don't even know if they have any good players. It's not Michigan's fault that they, they, they players got suspended doing stupid stuff, just like it wasn't Michigan's fault Florida did it. So it is what it is. No, I'm gonna enjoy this beat down. Hopefully Nico and Oliver get some time. If not, it is what it is. Forty five to nine. That's my prediction. Michigan State will not score a touchdown on their own. Forty five to nine. O'Corns gonna air it out. Two seventy five through the air, three touchdowns, maybe fifty yards running. And they're gonna air it out and and, you know, we'll just run them just for fun. But Sparty's done, man. That's all I got. (laughs) Enjoy the game, (laughs) fam.
0: Woo! He let it go there, that's for sure.
1: I love it. <laughs> I just love it. That was great. <laughs> makes me laugh. He makes me laugh because this is. Yeah, he's right. I mean, they do come out of the woodwork. I mean, I mean, they're they're fired up. You can't deny that. So, but yeah, I mean, in a way, the reason that I like I said before, the reason they're fired up is because they actually beat a team in Iowa who literally gave almost gave Penn State their first loss. Who's looking really really good. So, and then. I goes in and kinda of lays an egg. Didn't play very well against Michigan State and was a pretty good game and then you know, Michigan State got away, you know, got out of there with a win, so and that was a good win for them. So they're a little bit high at this time.
0: So Yeah. Oh man, he said something in there that made me think of something. Maybe I'll think about it here while we're talking about it. But um yeah. Definitely uh I mean it is it is a rivalry game. I mean where no nobody's gonna deny that's not a rivalry but uh did you see the article that was out there that saying that michigan state is the biggest rivalry for michigan or whatever
1: yeah yeah that stuff i don't
0: know. talk about clickbait all over the place um <laughs> yeah no it's it's big but the thing that um and maybe i've missed it i I don't know if I'm just not catching everything that some of the coaches and players are saying of the opposing teams. But um, I do find it interesting, and may- maybe I just haven't caught it this year, but in um, in previous years, you know, D'Antonio's been cocky. And oh yeah, uh, it definitely had words to share with the media. And I find it interesting that since Jim Harbaugh came to town and since they barely had that first win – and then they lost last year that there hasn't been as much dialogue on the confidence of Michigan state because he's come out and said different things. And I shared the video again last year that uh, we made about the different things that D'Antonio has said, not Michigan. Yeah. Mich- Michigan had its fun with it too, but D'Antonio treats it as uh as it's always Michigan, that they're always the ones disrespected. Oh, that's what it was. When he was right. talking about uh, they're going to get steamrolled by the train or whatever, they're probably not going to be able to tell the train's coming because they're so used to hearing the disrespect, disrespect train rolling around Right. that they're not going to be prepared for Michigan just rolling them over. But, yeah, they ride that disrespect train all the time. And, uh, in fact, Antonio is the one who gives the most content for it because I think one of the – One of the worst lines that I gave the media was, I don't even remember what year it was, 2014 or 13. Something along the lines of, we've beat Michigan so many years in a row. Where's the threat from them now? Or something like that. So, I mean, just cocky stuff. Not the atypical that you'll get from coaches on some things. or Especially what you get from them now where it's just like, oh, they're a credible opponent. We're going to prepare for it. Yes, it's a big game. Yeah, they're, they've changed their tune.
1: Well, you're right, and you tell me, help me find one tweet, one social media comment, one interview at you know Big Ten or any kind of rival interview or anything that Jim Harbaugh has come out and said about a a, a rival team's coach like Coach D'Antonio and like Urban Meyer and any of them who's went after a coach just purely out of nowhere you know what i mean it's usually coach harbaugh it's a cause and effect usually harbaugh goes back after him because they've said something about him it's never him going after another coach he's never done that in fact i know that for sure it's usually the other coaches that say something about him like coach d'antonio like he did in a way he had his little press conference and he was talking about it In in a way caleb he had he he still had that little cockiness about him. He still had that little salty look about him, and then saying, you know, something like, you know, Michigan's not really a road game to him. And it's was it a dig? Of course, you know, it's a little dig. Like, oh yeah, you're just you're just an hour away, so big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. If they come away with the win, that's a big deal, and they should have said. Any coach should have said, you know, like Coach Harbaugh said, Hey, I respect Co- Coach D'Antonio. I respect him for the way he coaches and this team and what they're doing and the quarterback, and he's got this team doing much better. And you get Coach D'Antonio talking about, you know, this is not really a road game for them. And it's just, he it still has that saltiness in him, man.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, he's. I feel like he's kind of salty all around. Yeah. But kind yeah. of an interesting thing for you bringing that up is, I don't know if anybody else has really noticed it, but this is the first road game for Michigan State this
1: year. Yeah. So, yep. Big road game.
0: Yeah. And it is I, a
1: road game. I don't care what he says, coach. It's
0: oh, yeah. Road. And I know it's not very far. I mean, that much is true, but it is a road game. And you have some of these younger players that have – you know, I mean, last year was a home game for them, which they lost against Michigan. So, some of these guys, it's going to be their first time playing at Michigan Stadium. It's their first road game of this season. Mm-hmm. And I i don't know. We can get into other things, too, because I have my own things to share about them uh, beating Iowa or whatnot. But, yeah, it's, um, it, is, it, it is what it is. It is a rivalry game and it's always and that's the thing too is i don't care how bad a team is i don't care if michigan state had not won a single game coming into this game you never count out another team when it is a rivalry game i will go back to what was it 2014 when michigan played ohio state
1: yeah
0: and they took them to the wire and they went for two for the win And Michigan sucked that year. We sucked that year. Totally. (laughs) Everybody knew it. Everybody knew and expected Ohio State to come in and easily roll over us, and it didn't happen. So do not count Michigan State out. I mean, uh, I don't think anyone's out of the question for saying that they think Michigan is going to win big. We'll go over some things here and then, of course, share our predictions at the end. I don't think it uh it's unreasonable at all but we'll go over some things. Uh do
1: you have well, we're talking about Michigan State at night here in East Lansing so this is a night game and we're talking 2 years ago this it was a night game I believe and you know it got on later on than the night and we lost the game by obviously the botched punt. So but yeah, I mean last time we saw them was at night a couple of years ago here in, you know, at the big house and what didn't go well for us. So it's always like you said, something that we always need to take in consideration. So.
0: Yeah. I think it was an afternoon game that just went late.
1: Right. Yeah. So I was wondering if it was at a, you know, three, was it about like a four o'clock game or something that went late? Yeah, probably. But, uh, yeah, it felt to me, it, was, it felt to me like it was a night game, but yeah.
0: Dang it. Stupid. I hate the stupid pop-up videos. Um, yeah, the uh, I think that's what happened. But anyways, yeah. But that's a, that's another thing too. This is night game at the Big House. Not a ton of those that happen, and so it'll be exciting. I'm sure that's going to be an awesome atmosphere. Um, man, so many things to go over. I'm not sure. Okay, I, I guess I I got an idea where to begin. Um, if people have not really been looking at the numbers, it is very interesting to point out. That these are two top ten defenses facing off against each other. They are. Yep. If, if you have not seen it, Michigan is the number one overall uh, defense, and then Michigan State is not far behind at the number five spot.
1: Right. Yeah. So, no, you're right And score. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to rush defense, you know, Michigan's you know obviously a lot better at what seventy. Yards per game. And then you get Michigan state at around a hundred. So, but uh, both pretty good rush defenses.
0: Yeah. But. Well, uh, talking more about the defense and everything, I'll break down some numbers here. Where are we? All right. So, like I said, Michigan uh, defense, number one overall. So let's kind of talk uh, to put it in perspective because both teams, uh, it's five weeks in. Both teams have had their bye weeks, so they've had four opponents. Um, Just to kind of give you some perspective on who they faced uh, defensively and offensively, um, Florida is currently ranked 69th for defense, Cincinnati 83rd, Air Force 31, Purdue 75. Wide variety there of defenses and things like that uh, it's a little bit wider for Michigan State Michigan state the defensive that they they have faced Bowling Green is way far behind at one twenty five uh, the Michigan state wound up winning that game thirty five to ten uh, again, all of these are home games for Michigan State. Uh, they played Western Michigan which uh, forty one uh, they come in at forty one for overall defense. And that was twenty-eight to fourteen for uh Michigan State win. Notre Dame, uh, their defense ranking at seventy four, but they wound up losing that game eighteen to thirty-eight. Mm, um, yeah. some interesting numbers I'm gonna get to in a second here for that game. And then Iowa, their defense comes in at sixty fifth, and that that game was just seventeen to ten. <clears throat> but uh it just kind of uh Interesting thing, like I said that I wanted to point out about that Notre Dame game. You know, usually thinking about time of possession and being able to outgain uh the opponent. Michigan right. State outgained Notre Dame four hundred and ninety six yards to three hundred and fifty five. Yep. And they had the time of possession of thirty four minutes compared to twenty six minutes and they still lost that game.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now I know that they definitely were uh had issues with turnovers, which here's another th- interesting thing. They had three turnovers in that game. They have only had one game this season that they have had a positive turnover margin.
1: Yeah. And you're right. And we're talking about you know, the Spartans have outgained for their opponents. You know, so this season, and he's out, and like you said, they outrushed three uh, three out of the, three out of the four so that's not nothing to sneeze at
0: yeah so now you're talking about this michigan state offense coming up against a defense that the likes that they have not seen anything close to this year cuz like no. i said the highest defense that they faced is uh western michigan coming in at 41
1: and you're right and you think about the if you if anybody actually watched the uh, uh michigan state and iowa game literally what they did was they just stopped LJ Scott from rushing the ball. In fact, Lewerke has the most rushing yards on that team. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I I noticed that too, going through the numbers,
1: (laughs) which is interesting because you know, the quarterback, you know, he's going to run the ball a lot. And I think he's averaging at 68, something like that per game. But, um, he, uh, He's some guy who likes to roll out. He'll run the ball and take off on you. But the problem is, is man, I'm telling you, man, he he's not ma- he is not matched. He's not seen a defense this fast and strong, and these in this this group of linebackers. He's not seen Bush or Hudson. He hasn't seen Gary and then those guys. He has not faced a defense like this. And trust me, we're going to stop LJ Scott from running and. It's Yeah, he hasn't met a defense like this. So.
0: Yeah, and, and to give um, credit where it's due, because you have to flip that over to the other side, Michigan has not faced a defense like Michigan State yet. Right. So yeah. uh, there's definitely that concern there because we've had concerns with the offense uh, through our first four games. Granted, the Purdue game was a little something different because for three quarters we had a different quarterback who is confirmed if anybody has not heard, which I'm sure it's been out long enough that you have heard. Spate is still out and is out for, I think, what was it phrased as? Several weeks, multiple weeks. But Spate is not going to be back for the state game. So it is um, known now that O'Corn without a doubt, is going to be the starter for that game. Uh, hoping that everything turns out okay with Spate. have not heard specifically uh Different things with the injury. But, um, so it'll be interesting to see how the offense is able to work at home with John O'Corn at the quarterback against the best defense that they've seen. Now, to quickly state, I mentioned about the defenses. Offense is a different thing because both Michigan and Michigan State are riding on their defenses right now. Yep, It's worked for Michigan so far because still undefeated. Michigan State, it's gone... Pretty well so far, except for the top offense that they've faced against. Notre Dame is the best offense that they've faced, ranked, uh, coming in ranked 30 at uh, the 30th spot. Right. Bowling Green and Iowa, who they faced, both are over 100. 104 and 103, actually. And Western's not very far behind at the 92nd spot. So yeah. they have not exactly faced a very high-powered offense except for Notre Dame, and that is the team that took them out. Uh, Just to put it in perspective, Michigan State comes in ranked at 52. Now, Michigan, on the other hand, like we said, offensive struggles. They're ranked 73rd. But the offenses that they have faced have not been Notre Dame caliber. Um, Cincinnati comes in really poorly at 116. Florida's 98. Air Force is 86. And Purdue is 80. So... This is not – so this, honestly, is the best offense and defense coming into Ann Arbor this weekend for Michigan to face off against. Now, granted, I mean, MSU is not a top 50 offense, but they're still going to be the highest-ranked offense that Michigan has faced off against.
1: Right, and you're right. And you got – we're talking – we don't even have a really sample size of even a corn of a full game. I mean, well, the last game he was – he played was in a blizzard, so – to me, it didn't really count because you didn't exactly see the, you know, what he could actually do with his arm. They just hand the ball off, but, um, but yeah, he obviously went thir- three quarters and a half and played very well. You know, had st- some struggles at the at the beginning, but then he started picking it up and doing really, really well. So we don't really know a, a full game like this for O'Corn and how he's going to run this and and do well with this game um and i think you're right it, it's it's going to come down to whether we can get past michigan state um and what they can do Yeah, remember michigan state's turned the ball over eight times the season six of the, four of those were uh oh six of them were lost fumbles and so that's quite a hefty if you talk about eight times a season that's a lot given only what four or five four games into this so that's a big plus for Michigan. It's like one of the worst, I think, in the Big Ten. I think they're second to worst in the Big Ten in turnovers, and that and you saw that in the Michigan State and the Iowa games. So that kind of plays within Michigan and their defense and for and causing havoc on on Michigan State's offense that seems to be doing pretty well. I mean, they struggled against Iowa, but Michigan, you know, you got you got terrible numbers like that that Michigan state has, you're going to have, it's going to be really, really good for Michigan's defense.
0: Yeah. So it is, while everybody has confidence in Michigan and like I said, they have every right to, it is looking to be a, like I said, it's a rivalry game, never count them out. It looks like a closer matchup than uh, some people think. Um, so and and let's not forget we're still working with a young Michigan team and an offensive line that is nothing to brag about right now. So, some issues and concerns. Anything that's really truly detrimental? No, not really. Um, but then again, to talk about more, we'll probably cover things when we do final predictions. Other numbers that I wanted to share that I've come uh, put together. Um. As far as scoring goes, even though that uh Michigan State has a higher ranked offense uh I'm not sure exactly how they break those things down interestingly enough, Michigan is averaging thirty one and a half points a game m s u is averaging twenty four and a half points a game i think uh I think they break those down as far as uh rankings with like reg zone efficiency and different things like that. Uh, While points allowed, MSU is allowing 18 a game, and U of M is allowing the average of 13.5 points per game. So both advantages go to Michigan there. Um, Third down conversion, uh, interestingly enough, Michigan State is almost at
1: 50%. That's pretty
0: good. Yeah, that was a number that was kind of surprising to me. uh, Michigan's coming in at 35%. That's kind of more what you'll see kind of across the board with a lot of people kind of in that range. But then third downs allowed, Michigan drops down to their defense only allowing 19% of third down (laughs) conversions while Michigan State is at 26%. Still good numbers, but, you know, Michigan with that um, awesome defense. Yeah.
1: Well, and it'll be interesting to see, even if we talk about the secondary Michigan's defense against Michigan State's offense, who's going to be on uh, Felton. I mean, Felton's been a red zone target. The guys, it looks like Lurkey looks to that guy quite a bit and who's going to be covering him um, man-to-man or whether they go to a zone, but uh, we'll figure it out. But, I mean, we're talking those two, 21 connections and – 256 yards and four touchdowns for uh, Felton and Lewerke is thrown to 12 different guys. So it'll be interesting. He's going to try to, I'm guessing coach D'Antoni is going to want to spread that ball around and Lewerke is too. So, but it'll be interesting to see who is on Felton at that time and see if, um, I think they're going to try to establish the pass a little bit and probably get the LJ Scott in the open field But uh, that part will be the test for Michigan, Uh, I believe, on the passing game and the secondary. I think they're going to try to test Michigan on the secondary level.
0: Yeah. I do think – the. uh, I don't even know if I want to say biggest area of concern, but the biggest area to highlight defensively for Michigan is going to be the secondary. I agree with you on that because – We've seen some issues here or there. We've seen some issues here or there with all, all the positioning groups. I mean, no, nobody's been perfect, but I think there's more of a concern with the secondary because it, there has been potential to get burned.
1: And really?
0: fortunately, Michigan has not been playing against the highest powered offenses, and those connections just haven't been made. But now, uh, rivalry game against a better offense than they've seen before. They need to play tighter, and if they get burned there, that's where the potential of the issues is going to start. Like you were saying, shutting down the running game probably won't be a problem, but if there start to be issues with the passing game, they're going to have to adjust, and then that will open up things for Michigan State's running game. So the secondary needs to uphold their end of the bargain, the playbook, the whatever, to be able to help this Michigan defense to be as effective as they can be.
1: Right. Yeah. And you're right. And we'll see what, like I said, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be kind of a battle of uh, defenses and, and offenses struggling in the beginning, maybe. And, it will come down to which offensive line can block better for the running game and then see how that goes. But then sooner or later, it'll be what defense can break down the most. And I just, I believe in Don Brown and what he's doing. The guy can make adjustments like crazy. He's so good at it um, that I have every faith that that guy is a genius at what he does. And I feel at this time you get a corn behind the, my question would be to you, Caleb, is do you feel better with a corner under center than you would, let's say, if Spate was under center um, if he wasn't hurt? And that's the thing. That's the key, and I'm starting to see a little bit, you know, I'm I'm seeing, I'm not kind of saying myself, but I see a lot of people on Twitter a little bit more uh, confident in Michigan's offense now that O'Corn's in there that uh they're able to move the ball a little bit better than they have in the past you know, four games. So,
0: I do feel better uh, with, Mich- uh, with Michigan, with uh, O'Korn under center. Um, I think I said in the last episode, I know I've talked about it on social media and things like that, but Will and Spate has had three games, three full games, uh, to pan things out, to put himself and sell himself in that starting position. And I know things happen and he's injured and there's no way that he can play uh, this weekend anyways. But uh, O'Corn came out one game and did a great job on the road and was doing things that Spate wasn't able to. And I know it's only one game, but I do, I do feel comfortable with him uh, leading things with this game. So...
1: Yeah, I do too. And then establishing run, getting Ty Isaac the ball a little bit more. You know, I don't – in a way, I think he was a little bit banged up in the Purdue game. Uh, I think he kind of didn't have his legs and maybe a little bit worn out. But um, giving the bye week and fresh legs with everybody would be really, really great. I would like to see O'Korn just, you know, maybe that two-, three-step drop pass and, and find the center and find the outside receivers a little bit more would be great. You know, even though his tendency is the run at times and he's escaped, but you know, there's times where, you know, it, to me, you get a quarterback th- who likes to roll out of the pocket, makes it really difficult for out it, you know, for the linebackers to figure out which way you're rolling. <laughs> and, you know, the pocket breaks down much quicker that way. And, you know, the blocking obviously goes to a different direction and that's where I worry about is maybe see some uh, corn passes that are simple, clean, you know, five, 10 yards to get it under his feet and then start moving that ball down. I think it'd be really helpful for Michigan and then open up Evans, you know, obviously get Evans between, you know, between the tackles and having, you know, open space. He's, he's, he's a weapon in open space. And, you know, it, it, he has a tough time running when it's, you know, when the hole is very small and it, it closes quickly. So Good to see
0: that. Yeah. And uh, it's something to point out. um, Michigan State, I don't know exactly what numbers they have per game, but their average is allowing less than 100 rushing yards for their opponents per game.
1: Which is great numbers. Yeah, Yeah. So,
0: which, by the way, to point out for that, you know, like we were saying, um, Michigan, whenever they rush for over 100 yards, has been undefeated under Harbaugh. So kind of num- interesting numbers to kind of be watching there. I think that O'Corn does create the opportunity to be able to have a better passing game for Michigan to then uh, open up things with the run- running game for Michigan, but also questions with the productivity from the offensive line. I mean, we're going to be facing against a defense that – this offensive line hasn't seen yet. So how much stress is that going to be putting on O'Corn? I hope, I know that you were talking about uh, hitting kind of the longer passes and everything, but um, also you
1: have to, yeah, <laughs> you no, no don't need to.
0: Yeah. Just doing some of that quick stuff, you know, them that, you know, you have to, they have to defend the pass. Even if it's just picking right. up four or five yards at a time, you have to back off and defend the pass Create a little bit of a gap, create a little bit of an opportunity for the running game to have a more balanced attack, and I do believe that there will be those opportunities for Michigan to then break the hundred yards for a rushing game.
1: Yeah, and you like Steven said, you get Gentry and McEwen on there and and open and doing really, really well in that tight end spot, and it just opens up space. I think Gentry, man, is just one of those guys where he just got such a size advantage mismatch. That, uh, I think he might have just a big game for a corn. I think it might be his go-to guy. But uh, um, to see that, you know, and the thing is, you have to think about this. And you know, I'm thinking back to that Michigan State and Iowa game. Remember, Michigan State went cold in the second half. They scored most of their points in the first half, and then they just kind of went cold. You're not going to be able to do that with Michigan. You're going to have to. You're going to have to. You can't go cold in Michigan in the second half you know, you're going to have to start, you're going to have to score and you're going to have to start moving the ball and having sustainable drives. And I just don't see Michigan state be able to play like that with Michigan. You're just not going to be able to.
0: Thank you for bringing that up, Craig. That segues perfectly for me into some other numbers. I have uh, Michigan has shown itself to be a second half team. The adjustments yep. that they make at halftime, uh, both defensively and offensively, because Uh, Michigan has scored more points in the second half in every single one of its games. Mm -hmm. And in the second half, Michigan has, in only one game, allowed the opponent to score more points than they scored in the first half. And that was against Air Force, and that was by one point. So, uh, So Air Force scored six points in the first half. They scored seven points in the second half. Every other time, they have either scored the same amount of points or less than they did in the first half. Michigan State, on the other hand, um, is more even, maybe leaning more towards the first-half team. Um, they scored seven more points against Bowling Green in the second half than they did the first. They scored the same amount against Western Michigan. They only scored four more points against in the second half against Notre Dame. And in the Michigan State or in the um, Iowa game, they scored all seventeen of their points in the first half. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and uh, as far as defense goes, they've allowed second half points. In all of their games, and in two of the uh, and in half of those games, they've allowed more points in the second half than they have in the first half.
1: Yeah, so yeah. well, I expect in this game, and I expect them to come out, Michigan State, to come out in the very first quarter and second quarter in the first half and start slinging that ball and gunslinging in it and putting our secondary. <laughs> And I see that happening. So, and more likely in the second half wearing out because our defense does that. And it's tough to do that against Don, Don Brown. You know, he adjusts so well. He's such a good adjuster and moving things around and giving you different looks. And I think Michigan state's going to have to do that in the very beginning and try to hold us off. But, um, you know, it ha- has to do with, you know, a tale of two halves, doesn't it? <laughs> so, Oh. And if it goes that way, Michigan's looking pretty good. So,
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know that we've talked about the concerns for the red zone for Michigan, uh, but kind of interestingly enough, to put things in perspective, um, Michigan uh, for red zone is 92%, and Michigan State is 68%. However, Michigan State has been scoring more touchdowns when it gets in the red zone than Michigan has. Uh, Michigan has had four touchdowns, eight field goals. Michigan State has had nine touchdowns, two field goals. Their field goal percentage, though, is 66, while Michigan is 84%. Yeah. So if it comes down and they need to rely on their kicking game, that might not be in their favor. Because actually, they have only had two field goals for this season.
1: Uh, wow. So. Yeah. That's pretty interesting uh, stat right there, but uh, yeah, you get. Um, obviously, I ex- I expected those numbers to be totally lopsided in towards Michigan State's favor just based on what we knew from those past three games. Is Michigan State or uh, Michigan couldn't even move the ball in the red zone. We couldn't get score touchdowns whatsoever. I mean, we were what oh it or one and ten or something like that. I don't know, but um, something like that, but. Yeah, it was atrocious until we went to Purdue and scored with a corn, but um I heavily knew that Michigan State would win that in as far as leaning that way.
0: Yeah. Uh any other numbers or any other uh conversation pieces that you want to bring up before we because we've got lock it or dump it and we also have our final score prediction, so I want to make sure to leave enough time for that. Anything else you want to share before moving on?
1: Well, we got we got the Michigan Michigan State game at night the Saturday, and what are the odds? What are what do they got? It was at fourteen. Where do they got it? Thirteen points. Um, Michigan, a, a spread.
0: I think it's ten.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Is I it,
0: think the one that I'm looking at. Hold on, let me double check. Is
1: it to ten?
0: Uh, yeah, the one I use uh, is saying ten.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, that's interesting. Oh, okay. It was at 14, but. Yeah.
0: I mean, there are different ones, so it could very well be that some of them are still.
1: Okay. Yep. Yep. You're right. It's 10 and a half. Yep. So it's about 10 and a half points I'm looking at. Um, So, which is really interesting because obviously those points went down. It was at, I believe, about 13, 13 and a half. Now it's at 10 and a half, 10, like you said.
0: All right, well, let's go ahead and move on into uh, the uh, things to wrap things up here for Lock It or Dump It and then final score predictions here at the end. All right, ready for this, Greg? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, Michigan, in the Michigan-Michigan State game, night game, this Saturday, Michigan will score a special team slash defensive touchdown, Lock It or Dump It.
1: Okay, one more time.
0: Michigan will score a special team or mm-hmm. defensive touchdown.
1: Oh, boy. Given the punts, uh, it's always tough to figure out, but I will lock it. And I think that's, you know, because the Michigan member, Michigan State's turned the ball over eight times this past, which is quite high, so – and. A lot of those were fumbles, so I'll say they block it.
0: All right. Locking it up there for Craig. I will actually go opposite, and I will go ahead and dump it. Because my thought process behind it is I'm having a hard time thinking of when there was a defensive touchdown or special teams touchdown outside of that crazy, insane ending to 2015. Um. And it's uh I know that they do are turnover prone and everything. For that turning into a touchdown, I'm a little skeptical. Um and the teams seem to play it pretty tight, pretty safe and close to the chest. So I'll go ahead and dump that one. All right. All right. Michigan will rush for a hundred or more yards.
1: Oh boy. Hmm. Oh, you mean, well, given how many people are rushing? Yeah. Are you talking in total of one player? Total. Total. Yeah, they will All lock. Right.
0: Okay. I will echo that and I will uh, lock it as well because I do think, because like we were saying, Michigan, when they rush for over 100 yards has been undefeated with Harbaugh. And I think with the slew of running backs that we have, that we will a- be able to make that happen. So, all right. Now, here here's an interesting one. I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on this and what your answer is going to be. John O'Corn will pass for over 250 yards.
1: Wow.
0: Now, to put this in perspective, okay. Spates has only passed – most 221 yards and that was versus Cincinnati. Right. And this is the best defense that Michigan is going up against. And Michigan has a young receiving core.
1: Right. Well, I'm not going to lock that. I don't think he will, but I think he'll have a pretty good game. I don't think he'll be 250. It's just too many check downs, too many, you know, tight ends. Like you was saying, slot receivers that'll move the ball, but Not 250
0: yards. All right. The dump from Craig. I'm a little bit torn about this. I think it's going to be extremely hard fought for Michigan to get the 100 rushing yards. I think it's going to happen. Uh, We've seen that Michigan State. That's kind of their strength and everything. So they have been, where was it? I had the numbers. Passing. Passing yards. Allowed. Uh six hundred and nine with a forty eight percent completion percentage. Um so that is significantly more than the rushing yards that they're allowing. Oh, home game, night game. John O'Corn did a lot for Purdue. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and lock it. Wow. I I know, kind of going on a little bit of a loop. The
1: state defenses only allowed a little bit a little bit over 150 yards passing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh well, I think that there might be more uh, I think the offensive line for Michigan struggles more with run blocking than it does pass protection. So, I think that like I said it will be hard fought for Michigan to get the 100 rushing yards, but I think they will get it and I think there will be more success passing and that there will be a player too cuz that's another thing too is that Michigan um has not had the greatest red zone um numbers as we've discussed but they've had big plays. Right. So I think that there might be some that develop here in the MSU game that will add up some yardage so it might be 250. I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of going kind of banking with that. Throwing out some crazy there but you know. All good. All good. Uh, but uh, you ready for final predictions then? I'm ready. Get it rolling and get it going. All right. So you want to go first or you want me to go first? Yeah, no, go
2: ahead.
0: Okay. Well, it's I've already said this, but I'm going to repeat myself a little bit. It's a rivalry game. It's a night game. It's Michigan State. Basically, Michigan State hates Michigan more than anybody. So don't count them out. Like we said, this is two top ten defenses facing off. So I think it's going to be a hard-fought battle. I think it's going to be, uh, I don't know if I would say low scoring, but there's not going to be a lot of points in my opinion. Uh, I'm not going quite as far as uh, Steven said with his score prediction, but I think that it'll be a final of 27 to 18. I know it's a weird number out there. You know why why I'm putting that out there? Why that? Because Michigan State is going to score, and then they're going to go for two like they always like to when they're down by a lot, just to make (laughs) it look like they did a better job.
1: Uh, Nice.
0: So maybe I should have done 27 to 16, I'll stick with 27 (laughs) to 18.
1: Right. (laughs) uh, That
0: they get the two-point conversion just to make it look a little bit better for them.
1: I like the way you think.
0: Hey, they they've shown it. Uh, they've shown it before, and that's what they. I think they did that again with uh, Notre Dame too. Being down big, they just went for two because one point matters in the end, I guess. But right, whatever. So, all right, that's uh, that's kind of my thoughts. We've shared a lot of input, so I don't think I really need to uh, put a lot more out there. So, Craig, your your score prediction here.
1: All right, talking about two good rush defenses. Uh, obviously, Michigan's number one with. Around 70 yards per uh, rush gain from the other team, which is really is one of the best in the country. Michigan State's a little less than 100, which is really really good. Um, Both pass defenses are right, pretty much close to each other, around a little less than 150. Total defense, Michigan's only allowing, like you said, a little bit over 200 per game, which is um, phenomenal, best in the country and in, in Michigan State's there at 248, So, which isn't bad either but the thing is, the sacks Michigan's got 18 sacks, Michigan State's only got 9 interceptions Michigan's got, obviously got the two that Wilton Spade had in the beginning and then Michigan State obviously hasn't thrown a lot of interceptions with one So, but I, I agree with you I'm pretty close to you, almost almost dead on with you I think it's going to be low scoring. I've I've kept all year with the whole 28 around the 28 point, uh, a little bit low 30s. So I'm going to go 28. I'm going to go 28-14. Actually, no, 28-17. I'm going to keep with similar to where I had it before uh, in the last game. So I'm going to keep at that score. 28-17, Michigan.
0: Okay. All right. Got that written down here and saved. Uh, yeah, something to mention really quick because I realize there are some of these numbers here that I didn't touch on uh, here before we go into some closing thoughts and uh, just kind of mentioning what other Big Ten games are going to be happening. Um, you mentioned sacks, uh Michigan with 18, Michigan State with 9. Uh, interestingly enough to the SAC leaders, Winovich is at 5.5, and, and the leader for MSU is only at 2.5, so... Double uh, double everything up there for Michigan. But then um, also for even tackles for loss, Michigan leads 34-27. to 27. And the leading tackle for loss for Michigan is, once again, Winovich, 7.5. And, and then um, Michigan State's leader is only at 4. So there's that uh, number one defense showing itself once again. So... Um. Yeah, so score predictions there, pretty close. 27-18, 28-17, ridiculously close, actually, now that I look at it. Uh, but then to mention the other games that are going to be going on this weekend, other things to uh, watch and pay attention to. Um. If anyone is interested in – uh, I know that will be kind of right before the game and leading up to it, but if you're at home watching – Uh, Maybe catch Indiana playing Charleston Southern uh, because uh, Michigan will be playing Indiana next week. Uh, But then Illinois is playing at Iowa. Number four, Penn State on the road at Northwestern. Minnesota coming off of, I think, was it their first loss of the season? Yeah, first loss of the season. Um, They are going to be going on the road to Purdue. And actually, Purdue is favored in that game. Interesting uh Ohio State number 10 is hosting Maryland uh and then Nebraska is bringing the badgers to town uh ranked at number 9 so some decent matchups there if you're going to be catching some other games uh for the Big 10 so going into some closing thoughts uh thank you everybody for mm-hmm. tuning in as always Always appreciate it. Always great conversations. Love this time of year. So much going on. So busy with this, with work. But you know what? Screw it. Screw work. Right? Yeah. Who needs a job? Yep. Who needs a job when you got Michigan football? But, yeah. So, uh, good times. Uh, we are hoping and anticipating to be at the game. We will put things on social media if that indeed happens. Um I'm feeling that maybe even if things don't work out with what we're trying to do to get into the game, that I might still just go down to Ann Arbor and wind up watching the game somewhere. But we'll see. And as always, if you guys do want to contact us, uh, Kirby and Steven have been fantastic with uh, weekly voicemails.
1: Yeah. Insightful.
0: Yeah, always appreciate it been great and if you want to join the voicemail club it's free no just kidding uh well it is free but uh emails can be sent to bluebrothersportscast at gmail.com uh twitter we are at bluebros underscore caleb or underscore craig so that's at b-l-u-e-b-r-o-s underscore caleb or underscore craig and then the voicemail easy to use just call in. It's 551-258-3276. That is 551-BLUE-BRO. Best times to get voicemails to us um, for uh, recap episodes are Saturdays or Sundays, because usually we record on Sunday nights. And best time for preview uh is uh, getting us uh, voicemails Monday or Tuesday because we usually record Tuesday nights. Right.
1: Yeah, and that's, us let us know what you think. You know, we're always open to that. You know. Yeah. Heaven knows we don't know anything, so.
0: Yeah, we're just. We seconds. need help. For for <laughs> the fans, by the fans.
1: Yeah.
0: Real talk, real fans. Yeah. That's that's the tagline and everything. So, well, <clears throat> anything else, Craig, before we go?
1: No, just uh, hope for a good, obviously, the big turnout, I think. I think this is going to be a big one for us. Um, undefeated Michigan going up against Spartan, only an hour away. You know, I think it's really interesting. If you go down there and you're able to see it, it is pretty cool to see husband and wife wearing different, uh, uniform, di- different jerseys, one will be wearing Michigan, the other one will wear, be wearing Michigan State. It happens a lot. It's actually f- pretty cool to see. So um, it's a good rivalry, um, uh, but uh, good turnout, I think, and it should be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it should be. So if you're going to the game, have fun, have a blast, uh, and uh, hopefully we will see you there. If not, enjoy the game at home or wherever you're watching it. Uh, we hope you guys have a great week, and as always, go blue.
3: Go blue.